Here we go and uh, continuing with our uh, series on uh, life in the Furnace Village, Eastern Furnace, uh, in the late 1940s, early 1950s. And uh, this week's uh, edition is uh, entitled Snot Rags, Bicycles, and Grange Fairs. It seems every youngster in Furnace Village had a perpetual cold from November through April. Runny noses being wiped on the sleeve of the common Mackinac coat, a reach to the rear pocket for one's snot rag, and the farmer's habit of holding one finger to the left side of the nose and blowing fiercely before doing the other side were the norm. Of course, the left side, right side maneuver, were always done with the farmer and all the boys who worshipped him in a forward-bent position so as not to fling too much of the detritus into his clothing. This was only done, of course, in the proper settings. Only baseball players still use this method of clearing nasal passages to this day, as far as I know. The Mackinac wipe is a time-honored habit used to this day, sans Mackinac, of course. Any sort of sleeve will do. Snot rags, however, are sadly no longer used. Made of old sheets, pillowcases, and the ubiquitous floral printed grain bags, snot rags were generally just torn pieces of cloth that hung from a lad's rear pocket and served as a poor man's handkerchief. They were not hemmed pieces, and after some overuse, were tossed into the washer to get another cycle. A good cold could let the user go through six in a day on a, on a solid infection. Paper tissues were unheard of in the furnace, but up in Northeastern, they might have seen a Kleenex or two. To my memory, most boys look like characters from a Dickens novel, knickers and all. Bicycles were owned by just about every kid in the furnace in the 40s. A gentleman who owned the house later bought by Charles Hines on Foundry Street had purchased a fancy bike through the Spiegel catalog. Spiegel was a big competitor to the Sears Robot Company and were headquartered way out in Chicago. The bike was single speed, as were most bikes of the time, and had virtually never been ridden when the owner indicated it was sale for sale at $35. That sum might be the equivalent of $500 in today's money. This bike was a beauty. At 10 years of age, I longed so for this jewel with every fiber in my bony body. I had only $10 in my savings at the time, and Dad agreed to share its cost with me. I took on every job I could find. I went door to door around the five corners looking for work of any kind. The seller agreed to hold the bike for me. Within a couple of months, I had accumulated the required sum and took the gem home. My cost, $17.50. My dad's cost, the same. It had the case between the crossbars with a battery-operated horn. The front light was ignited by a generator that worked when the rider pulled a cord that pressed the wheel of the generator against the bike's front wheel. Light only went on when the bike was in motion. There was a basket to the front of the handlebars and a passenger carrier over the rear tire. It was black and white, and I was the envy of the neighborhood. My folks insisted that I learn to ride in the confines of the yard. I rode around and around the big weeping willow tree in the front yard until a track was worn in the grass. 
I had the bike for at least five years, and it was the vehicle that carried me over the 12-mile daily ride of my paper route for three years. By the time I was finished with the old steed, it was just a frame and wheels, but I sure did love that bicycle. I could carry as many as three additional passengers on this bike, one on the handlebars, one on the crossbars, and one on the seat over the rear fender. It was all my skinny 70-pound body could do to get the load moving, but I did it on more than one occasion. Of course, everyone was wearing a helmet. <laughs> Not. I could ride the bike, even around corners, no hand style. Those balloon tires allowed me and most lads and lasses to ride no hands, and it was a common sight around the village. The best and fastest by far bike in the furnace was owned by Jack Schleicher, who lived on Bay Road at the corner of Highland Street and across from the Nordbeck place. His was a Raleigh three-speed with skinny tires. Boy, would it fly. No one could keep up with him. On the other side of Highland Street with, from the Schleicher's homestead was the Harmony Grange. The building still stands and can be recognized to this day as having been a Grange Hall thanks to the buyers of the property who have had the good sense to keep its outward appearance as original. One could, and still may, join the Grange at age 14, and so I did. My younger siblings were also at the Grange regularly. They had programs for the kids in an animal fair that drew the whole neighborhood. Along with games and good food was the bet best-to-pet competition. It seemed that just about everyone won a prize. My sister Dot won best pet with a duck one year, I recall. I have served as the master, that's the president, of Eastern Grange number 196 up in Unionville. What goes around comes around.